Welcome to Ego Radio. We sit down with brilliant artists in fashion, film, and music. Our mission is to help you get in the minds of creatives and entrepreneurs who are breaking ground. It's easy to make a hit, but it's hard to build a career. How do you stay fresh and curious with your artwork and life? That's what we're here to find out. And this week, you will be tuning into a conversation with the director and producer Hayden Curry. Hayden is 14 years into his career. He's created everything from feature films to TV shows, commercials, and music videos. We get into how to persevere and build a career that is authentic to your vision, what it really takes to execute projects at a larger scale, and you'll hear about a little adventure that may involve Lil Wayne, Miami, and a fat blunt. (laughs) This was a great, great episode, and I'm excited to get started. My name is Ethan, I'm a filmmaker and photographer, also your host for this episode, so uh, yeah, let's get it, let's get it popping. So what kind of stuff are you uh, working on these days? Uh, I primarily direct commercials. Okay. So music videos is something that I I put to bed years ago, not to say that I'm like over them because Mm. I'll still help out here and there, but um, I'm more into like making comedies. Got you. So like comedy-based commercials, that's what you're Yeah, saying. I mean, if I were to do a music video and direct it, I, it would it would probably be a comedy. Okay. You okay. know, like a funny video. It's like some little Dicky type stuff. Someone, sorry? Some little Dicky type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's done some fucking hilarious mm. videos. Yeah, super talented, too. Yeah. 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 What kind of, so what kind of stuff are you excited about right now? I know, I know you're working on, uh, you've been working on commercials. Yeah. Uh, what kind of like and you said comedy commercials right so are you, is that what you're like like still like focused on and excited about yeah I mean I, I've, I've written um, obviously I'm tra- like I did a, a movie I've, I've directed a feature film and wrote it and um, that was really really fun yeah um, so I, that's the objective to go back to there but gotcha. commercials are good because it's you know it gives me a lot of free time I'll, yeah you know I'll shoot a commercial it's you know three shoot days and then it's in post and so I can actually start writing the other stuff. Yeah. So I have three or four features that are, I guess three that are done and then four, like another one that's almost done as far as being written. As far as being written? Yeah. Okay. What's All the, comedies. What's the premise? Can you, can you make a little um, bit I mean the first one is about a pyramid scheme. Okay. And it's just, these guys are kind of a bunch of knuckleheads and yeah. they think they're making a lot of money. They're making like a couple grand a, a month. But yeah. it's just they don't want to get real jobs, so yeah. and then they get caught by the CIA, and it just escalates from there. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty so funny. comedy movies. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then I have another one that's a wrestling movie. It's kind of <laughs> it takes upon like the old school meeting the new school, which gotcha, you know gotcha. the new school is like all internet and that kind of shit. So yeah. it's kind of a good little mix up. That's cool. Know? Yeah. That's cool. What? So you got into directing. How many years ago now? How long have you been? Um, I've been in film production since I was 18 and I'm 32, so 14 years. God damn, yeah. 14 years. I've always directed while I was, you know, going on along the journey of yeah. uh, production assistant. That was production yeah, assistant. Yeah, with your own for, projects and that sort of Yeah, thing. I mean, like, I would, you know, I would do my own projects and they're obviously terrible, so then I would go and learn from someone else and be like, oh, okay, that's how you do it, so it's perfect. Yeah. So I, I went up the, the, uh, the ladder as far as like production assistant. Then I was gripping for a while, became like an electric for a bit. The camera department started shooting a lot more. Yeah. And this whole time I was still directing and producing Got my you. own stuff or, yeah, or yeah. little music videos here and there for artists around the city. 
And then, yeah, I mean, I think I made the, the crossover to full-time directing about five years ago. So I don't really do so, anything other than production. That's a, producing, like, directing, yeah. That's a wonderful spot to be in. Like, yeah, it's good. I like, I like it a lot. Yeah, because yeah, you get to come in, because now you have a clear vision and you understand, you've done all the other roles. So you yeah. Know, you know how they work. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously I love a challenge still. Like, yeah. when I don't know how to do something, I'm definitely going to figure it out. So, mm -hmm. but I think with, um, you know, I'm very fortunate that I get to choose the projects that I want to be a part of, you know? So it's that's that's that is super lucky, and that's honestly like, that's a position that I want to be in now. Like, mm -hmm. so this is actually this is the second time we're doing this because you know sometimes you gotta do these things twice. But totally. like, yeah. um, before we were recording on another podcast studio, that's where I used to work. So actually, I left my my job there. You did? I did. Yeah. When? Yeah. Uh, last week. You're crazy, week. bro. No, I'm yeah. kidding. No, that's amazing. Yeah. No. <laughs> because like I realized like honestly like I'm in a position now where it doesn't make sense to be taking actions based on money right mm -hmm. where it's like you got to obviously you got to pay the bills but beyond that like you the focus for this point at least like when you're in the introductory stage of your career right it should be on mastering your craft mm -hmm. and doing the same sort of videos over and over again you hit a kind of you hit a wall you're stagnant so, yeah you're stagnant and there's no, like, unless you have something that you need to do, like, you need to pay off some debt, something like that. That's a whole different story, right? Totally. But for me, it's like, yo, that's, like, the worst way I could be spending my time right now. So the reason I bring this up is because, like, we're literally at the, like, like, I'm 18. You I'm want, You want a job, huh? Right that's where you bring this up? Oh, I mean, uh, right what are you doing? Oh, okay, yeah, you got I mean, on uh, Yeah, okay, you're, you're hired. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, but uh, the, the reason I bring this up is because, like, I'm 18. You started your career at 18. Mm -hmm. You're 14 years deep. Uh, what like looking back right being I, I was where you were right so yeah. what what like what advice would you give to your 18 year old self about about the film industry with this perspective now I mean I like that you're I mean for one I'll never put anything before my creative integrity so yeah. that's that's important as an artist you got to make sure that you're protecting that so money isn't everything obviously like uh, otherwise could, why, why would we be in this why do it yeah. yeah because yeah you could be making a lot of money but doing you know bullshit ads that aren't really yeah. progressing your skills so exactly. you always got to take that in mind too yeah you obviously want a paycheck but you got to keep in mind that you're you know this is your life because you can get caught up quick I was doing um, I won't say the show but I was doing shows that were the same show over and over and over and over again yeah for a couple of years and did I progress I was, I was able to do a, like a little bit of creative stuff and make it funny but uh -huh. it's still formula so, yeah. you know, if anything, I'm glad I did it because on the opposite side of that, I got to travel a lot all over America and mm. whatever. But I mean, I had to get out of it because I could, I could still be doing that now. Yeah. And you'd be making a lot of money from the outside. You sure. look successful. Yeah. yeah. But you wouldn't be, one, you'd be bored out of your mind. Yeah. Right? And two, like what? Your, your creative integrity is gone. Right? Yes. You're not, so like, you're not I, moving forward. I got that, those jobs because I directed my movie and then... And I mean, yeah, I love, I love the opportunity. I was able to put my little sauce on it too. But eventually you kind of have to, you know, split. Like, yeah. or you're gonna get trapped in that. Because yeah. money's good, but if you're consistently making money, it's harder for you to, um, you know, take like, take a chance on yourself, you know? So, Ex expand on that a little bit. Well, okay, for instance, I, um, I guess it was September 2016, I was, 
I moved back to Toronto in February and from from LA. I was living in LA okay. for a while. Okay. Um, and then I opened up a bar in February 2016. Got you. So we we were working on that, and I was doing shows and whatever, whatever. And then that yeah. show stopped, and instead of pursuing another show, I kind of took a break from that, stayed in Toronto, and tried to perfect my craft. And then that's it. Took literally 11 months, September to August, till I landed my first commercial. 11 really? months of no real money coming in. Yeah. So yeah. and that I was like 30. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like that's that's fucking crazy. Like it, yeah. it was stressful, but it was also out of that that eleven months, I wrote my best strip. So you know, when you're under under the pressure, that's when the the diamond kind of gets found, right? I don't remember Is where. Is it crystal I heard or this? diamond? Diamond. Crystal. It's diamond. Is it crystal? I think it's the diamond. The right? pressure? pressure. Diamond. Okay, diamond. Yeah. I think diamonds are crystals. You know, I think. I think yeah, all, they're all crystals. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. It's all good. Anyways, if I if I didn't do that, and if yeah. I didn't like put my own work. In, you know, be ahead of uh, monetary gain. I would have been right? like, I would have been screwed. Yeah. I would have, I mean, I would have been screwed. You, you would have been stuck in that same loop. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm progressing every day. Like I'm always doing new stuff. If you get, yeah, you said you told me you you still write every single day. Yeah, I, I write every day. Yeah. That's that's like a crazy good habit to. I to meditate book. and then I write like at least a page, yeah. and then I then my dogs are up and I walk my dogs, feed my dogs, and then my dogs are my life for the next ten hours. Yeah. <laughs> No, and I, I'll write throughout the day, but usually, yeah. you know, as soon as like it's 9 a.m., then it's just the phones ringing, emails. Yeah. yeah, yeah. a lot of writers like to write like first, like really early in the morning and yeah. like late, late at night. Yeah, I like to go to bed at night, so yeah. <laughs> I, I can't really, like if I'm staying up, I'm just like, yeah. uh, I'm not gonna get anything good. Yeah. So my window is 6 a.m. To, to 10 a.m. Honestly, I'm, I'm the same way. Nighttime mm -hmm. for me is just, it's like you're either resting or you're fucking around. Like, what, what right, yeah, 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 exactly, so. Yeah. So you skipped over one thing, you bought a you bought a bar. Bought a bar. Well, I'm that's, a part. I'm a partner. I didn't buy the bar. That's whole crazy. Thing. Well, yeah, you 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 yeah. call, you call I got a little the slice of yeah, slice of the pies. You know slice what I mean? of the pies. That's yeah. that's crazy. How that how that end up happening? Uh, I was it was St. Patrick's Day, and I have a little bit of Irish in me, so I went drinking. Yeah. And my friend um, was drinking with me, and he just he's like, hey, by the way, I bought a bar today. I'm like, oh really? I'm like, you looking for a partner? At the time, you know, I was doing the shows, I had a little bit of extra cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I thought it'd be like, you know, a way of a little bit more passive income. So I'm yeah. like, sure, yeah. So I wrote him a check the next day. And then That's I saw the bar. It's been like three years. How's the how's the bar going? It's good, man. Man of Ken, check it out. 202 Ossington. It's I can verify. It's I, I didn't enter because uh he's I'm not of age. No, I, I look see it. I look through the window. It looks it looks the good. coffee shop during the day, so he's allowed in there during the day. <laughs> oh, is it a coffee shop during the day? Nice. That's when you saw it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. So that's dope. That's dope. So I, I feel like you've got a like you've got a chance to do a lot in the fourteen years that you you've been in film. Mm -hmm. What uh what are your favorite parts of the process? Um, I love when I write something and someone else that doesn't happen often, but someone else has their own take on it and they they kind of take it. But usually, I just like making it happen. You know, I kind of like when someone's like, ah, this isn't going to work. And then you find a way. I love troubleshooting, you know, executing, executing. And and sometimes I like when there's problems because it really shows you who you can work with. Because if people start collapsing and like start blaming everyone else, then you're like, OK, well, maybe, maybe these people aren't the right ones I should work. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I like I like the people that are just like, we're going to war, then we're going to war. Yeah. Like no matter what, we'll just get it done. No complaining. Just let's fucking go. Yeah, that's, I, I feel like especially 
in uh, in film uh-huh. that's like in, in any like any project right regardless of the industry yeah like problems arise but being oh, on set fuck. is it's like every day you just gotta expect that everything and anything will go wrong mm-hmm. like just something like even the shit that you're like nah this is never gonna go wrong like yeah, it, yeah. at some point it goes wrong oh for right? sure like Someone doesn't bring a cable. Something like, yeah. dude, I was on a, <laughs> I was on a, a car commercial a couple yeah. weeks ago, and a drone fell on the car. You know what I mean? What? Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like shit happens all the time. Wasn't that the, a that Lexus spot? No, no, no. Um, can't mention which one it is, but it's a, uh, it was yeah. So shit, dude. Like shit just happens, Damn. and yeah. you can only just you can't prepare for stuff like that. You know, yeah. like like you there's just no think reason on the that the drone should fall out of the sky onto the car. Yeah, but it, it happens. It just happens. It happens. Yeah, <laughs> that is fuck, man. Like Yo, that's, that's Murphy's that's law, right? Yeah. Whatever can go ha- or can go wrong will go wrong. So yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I think the one thing I'll I'll tell you is because you are young, make as many mistakes as you can, um, and just like learn, learn. Just be a sponge. Just get yeah. on set. Like you shouldn't really. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want a PA. Like, I feel like it's below my. It's not, dude. I know PAs that have been in the game for ten, you know, twelve years, but they're like the best PAs. Gotcha. And gotcha. yeah, they could yeah. probably upgrade, but I think they like what where they're at. But yeah. I mean, you're getting paid to learn. You know, yeah. if you're a PA, you can either be at the at the truck smoking butts, or you can be on set, like you know, taking it all in. Yeah. I remember this one gaffer I was working with. He used to make me help him light obviously I was an electric and after we'd set up all the lighting he'd make me go to the monitor and to see what how how to all affect it see what we're doing yeah you know and that that really helped me yeah because I mean yeah I mean because as electric that wasn't really your role I mean I was like kind of just a guy yeah put the thing here and then yeah yeah. spark it and then boom I mean it sort of is oh yeah oh true true making sure that the lighting is like up and yeah but like it's it's more the gaffer the gaffer is kind of control control of that but he'd always but being in that position to learn yeah it's massive dude like you can't learn that on YouTube you know yeah so and that's one thing that people neglect I think how do you how do you fail uh, fast frequently and without you know uh, taking a hit that's gonna take you out you know like just be honest I think yeah don't throw anyone else under the bus yeah no one's gonna hate you if you if you fuck up it's yeah. just like just take it yeah take responsibility totally yeah yeah I mean yeah because I mean the people that there's two people there's one that blow up really quick and I mean all the power to them but eventually they're gonna get you know they're gonna fuck up heavy. They're gonna talk to the client wrong. They're gonna, you know, talk to the crew wrong, or or not really know what they're doing, and then they're gonna fall really fast. Mm-hmm. You know. And then there's part of me. Oh my god. And then there's other people where you know they take the time to learn things. And yeah. It's not always a rush, you know. Yeah. Um, and I feel like when I was young, I wanted it right away. Right away, and. Now, with my experience, I'm glad I didn't blow up right away. You know, I'm glad I didn't get these big commercials right away because I would have fucked them all Watch up. Them, yeah. Totally, yeah. And then I wouldn't have gotten that chance again. So everything happens in due time, you know? Where does, like, where does ambition meet, like, just being practical? Because, like, being, like, me personally, right? And I think a lot of people who watch and listen to this podcast, uh, we're striving, like, we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to do things that are above our, like, we're trying to punch a little bit above our weight, you know? We should you, always do that. Yeah. How do you know when 
you should say no to an opportunity. You know, like it's a great opportunity, but like just like maybe you're not ready for it. Maybe you know, because like there's a lot of times, like like you said, right? You're glad you didn't get those bigger commercials, because you at that age you probably would have said like, yeah, let me take it on, mm-hmm. but maybe it would have damaged your reputation, hurt your ability to get those commercials in the future. You know what I mean? I mean, if if the opportunity arises, just make sure you're covered. Yeah. You know, if you get a big commercial and you're a director, get a really good AD. Yeah. Make sure that th- that commercial, that's what you're breathing that all day, every day. You know, like you're thinking about that nonstop, thinking about why it could go wrong or, yeah. or you know, getting in touch with other directors and just seeing what they would be doing or, or you know, just like research the brand. Just I wouldn't say no to the opportunity. I would just say make sure you're going to war proper gotcha, arms, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because right now, I mean, I don't know, I feel like I can direct a lot of bigger stuff, but there might be something that's... Now, if something comes to me, it's more of a challenge. Mm. Of course, I'm going to be able to do it, but it's... You know, and I wish I like. I like being, you know, challenged and and trying to figure out exactly how it's going to go down before we shoot it, which every director should be. Yeah. You know, why, why would you want to just do something that's easy? doesn't make any sense. Boring. Boring. What's the point? Yeah, what's the point? Do corporate videos. I don't know. No offense to people that do corporate <laughs> videos, but yeah. <laughs> Did you ever? Uh, were you ever doing corporate videos before you? I never directed any, but I, yeah. I remember I camera operated one. I DP'd yeah. a couple. I DP'd one that they flew us to New York, which was pretty fun. That's it. Yeah, we, was, we were there for a week, and then I did. I did a little bit of like gripping on a couple, but yeah, yeah nothing too crazy. Never did any wedding videos. Never did any like event stuff I can think of shot a lot of concerts yeah nice and a lot of like rap videos back in the day that's that's fun shit that's fun it was fun yeah it was a lot of fun yeah it got really intense sometimes but it was it was good yeah wait well wait, what do you mean really intense just like you know you're hanging around personalities these, right well more so not not so much like them they always they love the camera guys right yeah like rap dudes they're just you know they're kind of in the neighborhoods that you don't normally go to right? yeah so yeah. it's true you know, true true you just gotta make sure like it's not always their neighborhoods it's people that don't want to see them succeed yeah you know? yeah oh yeah that's that that is a big that is a super big thing like rappers on the come up getting jumped and like just like getting fucked with for no yeah reason yeah because people sure. are like jealous of their success and whatnot like, totally totally that's like that's super huge like a lot of i know it's a big thing that a lot of rappers can't go back to their like like their original neighborhoods, just because like they know that people will be coming for them for their success. Yeah, I guess it's like a jealousy thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean more so now than ever because rappers in Toronto are there's actually a platform for them. You know, when I was when I was shooting these videos, it'd be like five hundred bucks or something, and I'd be going to Jane and Finch or or like I don't know, super super like Jane and Islington or sorry Islington and Finch and. Yeah. And Victoria Park and Finch and Warden and Danforth areas like yeah. these, you know, there's certain spots around the city um, that produce these actual good rappers, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But back then it was like a little bit different, right? There was, you know, I'd be jumping on a bus and going to see them. Now it's, I feel like there's a lot more money around. The videos oh, I 100%. see now, yeah. these guys are, you know, they're jeweled out. It's pretty crazy, bro. Like they don't really shoot in the hood so much anymore. Yeah, well now they're dropping like it's between, good, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's really like good to three, see that. Like, like, like one to three to five k, you know, for probably like 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 rappers who are in a similar position. Yeah. To probably what you were shooting back in the day, 
are now dropping instead of 500, like 1,000, like 2,000, up to like 5K just to, yeah. even though it's like typically, you know, they're like lower budget, smaller productions. Um, well, yeah, it's, 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 it, it's good to see it. It's really inspiring because like back in the day there was, because no one, it's not like they didn't, you know, appreciate the art. It was like, well, yeah. where are we going to really take this? Yeah. Now they have like the whole outlet, like the whole world. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's pretty, pretty interesting for sure. That makes, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Because before, like, it, the internet wasn't as prevalent, like, there wasn't as clear of a path. Uh, yeah. Other than getting signed to, to really making it. Yeah, right? So yeah. now these guys are just getting scooped up left, right, and center. It's pretty yeah. cool. Well, one thing that I do want to jump to is your time in New York. You used to, so you used to what, you used to bust in New York, like, every every week? Or yeah. What was it? I used to bust in New York every, uh, every couple weeks. So it'd be like 12, 13 hours there and then 12, 13 hours back. Jesus. One time it was 24 hours back because the bus broke down. Holy shit. I remember I was sleeping. I, it was my first time going to New York. I was like 21 or something. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I stayed on Chris Stiles' floor. He's, he's an R&B artist. He's one of my best friends. But um, So I, I shot a video. First time in New York for a weekend we shot this crazy video. It's called Dreamer. Um, one of my favorite videos that I've done to date, music wow. videos, yeah. It's just like, it, it's, it really, we really captured how it was when I was there, it's cool. Yeah. Um, anyways, going back to Canada, to Toronto, the bus broke down in like Rochester or something, and it took like six hours for another bus to come out. <laughs> Dude, it was insane. And then hopped on that bus. It was literally 24 hours till I got home. And I just shoot in Toronto the next morning, so I had like two hours sleep. Holy shit. Yeah. So back in the day, it must have been like real like intense for you. Yeah, it was crazy. What was what was that like the first like five years in it? It was just super stressful. Yeah. I wish I could come back or like go back in time and just tell myself, yo, just chill out. Chill out. Yeah. Because it's not gonna do you any good. It's all gonna work out. Just fucking just chill out. Yeah. Because that is now what's really, you know, those experiences of being broke and trying to figure out how to make money and stuff. You know that you can put that towards or into like your films or whatever, right? You need real life experiences. Yeah, life you has know? to inform art. Totally, totally. Like I've been in, like I've pushed myself to the point before where I'm just working so much and I forget that, like why I got inspired to get into this in the first place, right? And For it's sure. observing the little things that make life beautiful. That's really like, oh, I want to capture that. I want to do mm -hmm. this. I want to, I want to show other people what I see. Yeah. But when you stop like living that, you know, when you're not, when you're so focused and stressed about making it in it, you can lose focus on why you got into it in the first oh, place. Oh, a thousand percent. And it's, you know... I um I always talk to just random people, not just like go up to them, but I'll just talk to people. You know what I mean, like yeah, friendly. Yeah. And I uh, I never really thought about it before until like about a year or two two ago, and I I love it because I get to meet new people all the time, and you know you you meet some weird people, and you base characters off that. You know, like you like that guy really, that guy was really fucking maybe not like a weirdo, but like he just like you know eccentric. Totally, totally, yeah, and like yeah. you use some of his, you know, his weird fucking uniqueness and put it into a character that you want to write. Yeah, and like that's that's how a lot of these characters are made. So yeah, just pulling pulling from different totally people you've totally. met. Totally, yeah. So what um, moving into movies, right? What, what what would that look for you? What would that look like for you? What do you mean? So right now you're doing commercials. Yep. Your next ambition is to go back uh, go back into features. Yeah. Or move two features, like. Yeah, I would say move two features because the first feature yeah. it was you know 
we found the money. We, you know, put our own money in. We kind of wrote it. Yeah, it was, yeah. check it out. The film student movie. Um, buy it. Everyone buy it. You need some money. Make the next one. We want to make a, a sequel to that eventually. Oh, no yeah. way. Yeah, That's, yeah. That'd be fun. I watched the first 30 minutes of that. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to... Well, I mean, to you can't say, say you lied. Just say you watched the whole thing. What the fuck? They're not going to watch it. it. it was all my fans now aren't going to watch great. it, dude. It was fantastic. I just opened it at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But, but no, they don't need to know that. Yeah. Yeah, five we'll, just, we'll just cut that. Four stars, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, he watched the whole thing. It's great. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, one of my favorite He asked movies. for my autograph after. He wanted a poster, so I can get him a poster now. I'll get you yeah, a poster. It's up, you can't see it, but it's up on that wall right there. It's over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know what I mean? Fuck, if you have a, uh, a little bit, that costs so much money. But if you have some money and you want to learn, just do a short film or something. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's you know, what I'm doing like, right now. Maybe you'll you'll film. fuck up so much and then you'll learn from those fuck ups. You can always fix shit, but yeah. that's how you learn the best. Yeah. You know, on your own dime. Because when we shot that, you know, I was probably 24, 25. Oh, and, and now it's like, you know, from those mistakes alone, I just, you know, I've learned. Yeah. And I've gotten better. Yeah. You know? I edited the movie too, so it's, you learn exactly what you need to make a scene work yeah. after that. Yeah. Which, that's priceless. What makes, for you, what, what makes a character uh, relatable? Like, and, like, someone that you feel like, because, like, with movies, right? You mm -hmm. get to see so in-depth into these people's lives. Uh, what's, the, what's the line? Uh, David Fincher, he has this line where he says, fundamentally, I, I think people are just perverts. You know, like, 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 the whole concept of a movie is that it's almost voyeuristic, right? Like you're watching some, mm -hmm. something happen, but you're not really a part of it. Um, and seeing into that, you get to know these characters so well. And sometimes it falls flat and you don't give a shit when someone dies. Sometimes you feel like you're gonna cry when someone dies. What do you, uh, you makes, know, makes Since I was a little kid, it's always been, um, I just, I can relate to characters when, when things are going wrong, and you rewatch, I rewatch movies a lot. Yeah. And every time it's about to go wrong, I'm like, don't do that. And I like, I know how it's gonna go, but I still am like, fuck, bro. Like, why are you doing that? Like, yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm, you know, when when those characters are, are presenting themselves as, you know. Their emotions are like overwhelmed, and and, yeah. and they can't deal with something. I'm just like, oh my god, I would like. What are you doing, bro? Like, I feel like I'm part of that, you know? Yeah. And no matter what, I can watch it a hundred times. I still like, oh man, if he didn't do that, then he would get everything. <laughs> but that the movie would suck then. You yeah, because then you're going to be like, ah. Yeah. Right? So what I look for in characters is, is you know, I'm from a small town, Wasega Beach. Like, probably 20,000 people. Just people that, you know, are real, the real deal. I like watching movies now that are in the 90s. And because I've traveled America so much, I like to see these little small towns and be like, yeah, I've been to most of these small towns and, and how these people, you know, how they, they think. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. To, to, and I actually have been there to see the similarities of those characters. So for you, it's when, you, it's when you're able to recognize uh, Maybe not intellectually, but more so, like from a gut place. Yeah. The similarities between people you've had experiences with in your own life and what yeah. you see on the screen. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Interesting. I like those the best. Yeah. Yeah. 
You? What are me for me? I don't know. I think I'm still figuring it out. That's yeah. like a big thing that's on my mind right now because I'm making my first uh, my first short film, and the script was originally written by uh, the producers who approached me to direct it. Mm -hmm. And it needed a lot of work, so I'm I'm going in and uh, making some adjustments because uh, it was just like a base script. You know what I mean? Like it was it was the idea. Mm -hmm. And going in and trying to figure out like what like. Dialogue doesn't need to necessarily be something that sounds realistic, like something that someone would actually say, but it needs to be realistic to the character, right? Right. So, like, trying to, like, put myself in not even someone, like, a fictional person's shoes, mm -hmm. that is uh, difficult, to say the least, you know? But I think that it's, it's incredibly interesting because, like, so much of, like, just relating to the people in your life, right? It's not, you, you can't think about it from a selfish perspective, right? You gotta remove yourself from the equation and look at it from their point of view, put yourself in their shoes. Um, so I'm, that's exactly what I'm trying to figure out right now. And what I think I'm coming to is, I think it's like a lot of it comes down to vulnerability, right? Like seeing someone be uh, vulnerable and open and honest, mm -hmm. but then also seeing uh, how they present themselves. Because I think we all have kind of like to, like layers to ourselves, you know? Totally. There's what we, and, and I think a lot of the time they're merged, you know what I mean? It's not like like harsh like contrast between them, mm -hmm. but there's our inner selves, like who we are when no one's watching. And then as soon as there's someone in the room, you're automatically thinking of, okay, how did they perceive me? And you're trying to get them to perceive you in a particular way, right? And that's the outer layer. So I think it's just like, seeing getting a chance to see the character's inner layer and mm -hmm. their outer layer and then you're like you feel like you really know who they are yeah i mean that kind of remind me of like growing up and my mom my mom had it pretty tough and she would be just you know freaking out on us or like the things just like what something's going wrong and then the phone would ring she'd be like hello like it's like <laughs> wait what like and it, all, yeah. no matter what like yeah. i remember her tooth yeah. was all fucked up it was like I think like her tooth broke, yeah. her back teeth, her yeah. back tooth, and she like could barely even talk. And then I remember one time she was just so sad. I was like, oh man, I feel so bad. Yeah. And then the phone rang. She picked it up. She and she just went right back into character. I was like, how? Yeah. You know, what? it's crazy. And yeah, like a lot of yeah. people are like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's actually kind of funny if you call someone yeah. and you have no idea what they're doing beforehand. Oh, you got no clue. No yeah. clue. And I always think about that. I'm like, are they just giving my mom treatment? What's going on here? You know what I mean? Like. Dude, yeah, I, I relate to that hundred percent. My mom, uh, she's she's worked she's worked uh, like stressful jobs. Uh, yeah. Her whole life, mm -hmm. and she'd be like, I'd be a kid. She'd be giving it to me, like, Yo, what are you doing? Yeah, and yeah. And the phone rings. She's like, Oh, hi, how how are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, so funny. It's, it's so funny. It's hilarious. And that, like, that. I mean, my mom, she probably could be a good actress. Maybe. That, yeah, yeah. I think she could. Do it. I think you got to cast her now. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> After this, maybe. <laughs> Actually, I think if she watches this, you kind of got to. Yeah. I'll send, I'll send her the link. Don't, don't worry about it. She, uh, I mean, we had someone else play my mom in my movie, so we'll see. The next one. <laughs> part two. Yeah, yeah part two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Switch the character. Probably. So how did you land on comedy? How did that... Um, I just loved making... Pardon me. I just loved making people laugh when I was like a young kid, so it just always continued. And then I, I was in... Um, uh, like, what is it? Uh, not improv. Kind of, I guess improv classes when I was in grade eight, and then that transpired to like high school, just kind of being in plays once in a while and like the stuff. And yeah, I mean, 
no matter, I remember in film school, every time we had to do a lab, I'd always want to play the, the funny thing. Like, be yeah, it, yeah. Know, or try to direct it or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. So that's just always been around. I think because life is just so dramatic and dark and it's always good to shed a little laugh here and there. Show the, you know? show the comedy. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think comedians and even looking like, I think Robin Williams is a really extreme example mm. of kind of like the mind of a lot of comedians yeah. where you might be in a darker place or you know, oh yeah you might be in a darker place but you choose to look at look on the brighter side you're consciously choosing to make that yeah make that choice to see it from that perspective kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with um like how you get into it right you see little parts of life that you're like wow i want to highlight that you know yeah that's and true like, yeah yeah because i mean yeah you could just live in I don't know, the world and the hustle and bustle, but if you don't stop and laugh, I don't know, is it really worth it? What's the point? Yeah, I don't know. I like smiling. I like fucking <laughs> making someone laugh and spit out pop and stuff. It's good. I've always wanted that. So, Comedy, yeah. Making people laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I write some dramatic stuff too, but mm. I probably won't get into that till way later in my Wait, career. Do you think the best comedies have that like dramatic aspect to it too yeah where it's like you see the realness but it comes back well to the... if you think about it like even stand-up comedians they make a dark situation light yeah you know yeah. and it's harder to do now because everyone has you know it's very uh pc yeah and yeah. people are just you know very offended at everything so um which i don't mind because it makes you work harder for it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I remember people would just always do, like, religion jokes and stuff. Like, that's just, like, cheap laugh, you know? Yeah. Let's do something that's, like, a little bit more highbrow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Were um, you ever into a stand-up comedy or anything like that? Yeah. I love stand-up yeah. comedy. Yeah. I've done it once. I just don't, like, I got the bug for it. I probably, I could probably be pretty Pursuing okay it? about it. But, yeah, like, yeah. no, I don't think so. All my friends that are stand-up com comedians... They're out like three, four times a night, you know, like it's, yeah. I don't really yeah. have time for that. And that's how I'd want to do it. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't want to just do it like once a month or yeah. once a week. Yeah. I think you need to give it that. Um, for sure. For sure. It and it's not, you know, maybe later in my life, maybe, I don't know, but right now it's not really in my schedule. Yeah. I got too yeah. much shit going on. Once you, once you retire from film, you know, you're like, what do I do now? Yeah. Or maybe when I'm just doing film, maybe I'll just, I don't know later on learn it yeah. or whatever yeah. but I respect the hell out of it though it's great so I used to actually run a stand up show at my bar oh I know it yeah me and Mark McNally that's who I went to film school with we did it for about a year and a half and mm. it's great I saw like uh, over 150 comedians we'd have you know 10 a night we probably did like 25 of them probably more no way more anyways it was fun it was great that's dope yeah that's dope so 14 years in the business, we must have some wild stories. Yeah, we do. Wanna, you, wanna, you wanna share something? Yeah, sure, yeah, what do you wanna know? Like what, what kind of story? Um, like an on-set story? On a... It could be, on, yeah, let's start with the on-set story. <laughs> um, you want a funny story? Yeah, let's go with, yeah, you're, you're, you're into comedy, let's go, with the, let's go with the funny story. Yeah, I don't know if I can think of any right now. Let's, let's go come back. The, let's come back to that. Even better. Let's go with the one that you can remember. Yeah. Okay. So any kind of story. <laughs> any kind of story. Yeah. Um. Fuck. 
should have like written one down or something. I want to tell a good story. I, I remember a story. You could you could still tell it. The little, the little Wayne story. Little Wayne. Okay. Yeah, I told just, you that the first day. I yeah, it's the, yeah, when we yeah. met on, on set. Yeah, okay. So me and my buddy Matt Braun, who is a DOP, yeah. he used to shoot a lot for me. We were on a show together. And we were in um, West Palm Beach, which is about an hour north of Miami. And I'd never been to Miami. So I was like, yo, dude, let's, let's Uber in Miami. And he was down. So we had the day, or we had two days off in West Palm Beach. So we decided to go to Miami for the night. So we get to Miami, and then my friend Kevin, I, I do a post. I'm in Miami, bitch. It's a, it's a self. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I, don't, I just posted that. Like, wear your sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I think I just posted some kind of thing. The geotag was Miami. Yeah. So my friend Kevin was like, "Hey, um, what are you doing in Miami?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm just we're just here for the night." Blah blah blah. Yeah, He's like. Yeah. Yo, uh, he's managing Zoe Dollars or something. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm beforehand like he's a manager of some some sort. He lives in Miami. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm Club just Club promoter manager. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so he's like, can you take photos tonight? It's at a club called um, King of Diamonds, and we need a photographer. It's Lil Wayne's there, Zoe Dollars, and yeah. someone else. I'm like, yeah, fuck, sure. And I'm, I talked to Bron. Bron's like, sick. I'm like, hey, can I bring the photographer? He's like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll, I'll take care of you guys. Perfect. So now we don't hear anything from him. I text him, like, hey, man, it's been a couple hours. Like, when do you want us there? He's like, oh, I don't know yet. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, cool. So we're in Miami. So we start drinking. We're getting kind of drunk. And then, um, I get a call from Kevin. He's like, "Yo, we're we're about to go in. Like, how far are you guys?" I'm like, "I don't even. I'm like, I don't know. I'm in Miami. I feel like it's just the one strip. So we're 30 minutes from the bar. It's inland. You know what I mean? It's yeah. King of Diamonds is the biggest strip club. Supposedly, yeah. it's fucking crazy. Like, oh, so they, they don't got space in like downtown Miami. I fucked up they the story. Go. Yeah, yeah, I fucked yeah. the story. It's not a strip club. I don't know anything about this place, right? At this point, you don't know that it's a strip Nothing. Club. I have yeah. no idea. I think I'm going to take photos of Lil Wayne or something. So yeah. we go. We um, <laughs> we take an Uber there. And then me and Braun try to get in. And security's yeah. like up our ass. And they're like, yo, you can't bring a camera in. And it's a film camera. <laughs> I'm like, what do you it's mean? It's not like a nice film camera. With it was you. a nice film camera. Yeah, a nice little flash on there. It looked that. old. They're like, what is this? Fucking some kind of <laughs> antique fucking bullshit camera. I'm like, you guys don't fucking know anything. So anyways, yeah. so they wouldn't let us in because they're like, yeah, it's a strip club. You can't come in with that. I'm like, yeah. well, we got, I, mean, I was like, you know, bullshit. I was like, yeah, we got hired by Lil Wayne or whatever. We're yeah. supposed to be in there. Yeah. yeah, no way. You got to go put that in your car. Sure. And then Braun's like, we didn't put it in the car. And or we don't have a car, so yeah. we're, we're can we just leave it with you? And the guy was like, "If you don't get the fuck away from us, we're gonna beat the fuck out of you." Basically, <laughs> I was like, "Okay." It's so like your typical like bouncer. Yeah. And at the time, this big, big black guy, Shug, wasn't Shug Knight. Yeah. His name name was Shug. He's probably yeah. like a notorious dude in Miami. He seemed like it. He seemed like he had all the plugs. Yeah. He's like, "Yo, you guys are with Kevin." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, they're with us." The guy's like, yeah, he's cool, but like, you can't, they can't bring the camera in. Okay, ditch the camera, but then let them in. So we went and ditched the camera in, um, in a bush. You just, you just threw the camera in a bush? Well, you know, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, There's a lot of bushes around somewhere. So we put the camera in the bush. We went back right through security, and then yeah. Suge's gone, and they're like, yeah, it's 100 bucks each. I'm like, 100 bucks, American, too. Yeah. It's like, what the, I mean, like, what the fuck? I mean, Suge said that we can come in, and blah, blah, blah. Kevin's in there. Can't get a hold of Kevin. There's no reception. Yeah. And then they're like, "Yeah, it's gonna be a hundred bucks." As I was about to pull out a hundred bucks, um, Brown was also gonna pull out a hundred bucks. 
Shug comes in, like, no, no, I told these guys are good. I'm like, yo, Shug. I'm like, just like magically appears. Yeah, he just keeps magically appearing. So I'm like, sweet. So he gets his raid in, and then we yeah. go in, and it's the biggest, like, it's like an industrial strip club. Like, like the poles are like 40 warehouse. feet. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's just strippers everywhere, a bunch of fucking people. It was yeah, insane. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck, I need a drink. So we go to the bar, yeah. and Lil Wayne's here, and we're like way over here. We can see him. We're like, well, how are the fuck are we going to get in there? There's like yeah. seven gates. When you say gates, like, what do you mean? Like, like, you can, like, this is VIP, this is, this is VIP, this is, like, not VIP, this is some other place, this is, like, this is where we are. Yeah, We're yeah, by yeah. the bar, we're, like, with the normies. So you see the journey ahead, you're like, oh, the, Yeah, we're with, the, like, all the, you know, the other peasants, you know, yeah. like, we're, we're, where we belong. And then it's funny, because Bron tells the story better. He says, every 10 minutes, we just kind of, like, started going up. Yeah, and it was always, I was just, like, talking to the door guy, and the door guy would be like, oh, you know, Shug, boom open it up and then we go in and then like I remember we were right like say you're Lil Wayne but your back's yeah. facing the stage sure, I'm sure. right there I'm like oh fuck that's Lil Wayne we could literally just go up and say what up yeah um so there's they're like yeah there's no way you guys can come up here and then I'm like really I'm like we're supposed to be here with Kevin and Kevin's like I can't even see Kevin I didn't see Kevin the whole night so again I swear Suge is my savior so he just walks up. He's like, no, no. I'm like, Shug, they, these guys won't let us in. He's like, yo, let them in. So Shug literally just like opened the gate for us. And then we just walk in there. And yeah. then, you know, I'm smoking a blunt with Lil Wayne. Um, all these strippers are just like around. And it's, it's a thing where I didn't know this, but I guess like the club blows up like maybe 80 grand or something. And it, or no, maybe it's like a thousand bucks whatever it's like a bunch of ones I don't know how much it is that's a, that's a big difference you yeah it is but it's just like you know what I mean like have, have you ever seen money. have you ever seen a thousand one dollar bills no or a hundred thousand you're saying there's dollars. an explosion of money yeah it's just like fucking so it's like holy fuck I'm like I thought it was fake and I was like what the fuck and I just smoked a blunt and I remember I grabbed some of the money I was like right on stage everyone was just like I was the only guy with like a weird hat long hair big ass beard you know and I grabbed all this money. I was like, Wait, so check you're on like out. the main stage. Like, I'm on the main strippers. stage. I'm like, I'm like with the strippers, with Lil Wayne, with Zoe Dollars, with all these guys. Yeah. Grab this. I have a photo of Lil Wayne somewhere. Like, I don't know if I'm with him, but yeah, yeah I have a photo of him. So I grab all this yeah. money, and then this stripper comes up. She's like, You better put that money down. That ain't your money. I'm like, Oh shit! Like, I dropped it. I'm like, Sorry. And then, yeah. And then, pardon me. Um, dab Lil Wayne. So I'm out. He's like, Yeah, see ya. And then I left. <laughs> And then I, uh, we Ubered back to West Palm Beach. Yeah, but at like five, six in the, six in the morning. Yeah, it was crazy. We got to, we got to Miami by like two p.m. and we, we got back to West Palm Beach at like six a.m. Damn. Six seven a.m. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. That's wild. It's a great story. It's a fun time. Sounds like you had some good good fucking times. Yeah, I got like um, I just get myself into these weird situations. I don't know how it happens. It just kind of happens, and I just kind of let it go. Yeah. <laughs> just gotta give it into the just go with the flow. Totally, totally. Yeah. Do you have any stories? Do I have any stories? I think I need to be a few more years into the game yeah. to match a story like that. Yeah. But I like you know so at some point in the future we'll get you on again. And uh, yeah, I'll, I just censor a lot of stuff out of that sense, <laughs> that story for sure. Oh yeah, this is this is like the the tone tone. This down. is like the Family Channel like version. Yeah, I don't know where this is going. I don't know. That blunt was not even weed; it was CBD. <laughs> yeah, we just ate, ate a couple CBD gummies and I didn't do shit. Watched the. Uh... <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean that that was a fun story for sure. That was yeah. a great night.
I haven't been to Miami since, but I could, I could just <laughs> come back, say what's, say what's up to Shug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One time I was shooting a, a music video in Vegas. Yeah. This is kind of funny. Um, and we, uh, we shot the video and the guy, the DJ, it's my first time in Vegas, um, way before I did the movie. And the guy we did the video for, he had a residency, he's a DJ. And we were partying with him after the video and he had his own, his own booth. So he's just like, yo guys, I'm gonna go to bed um, because we're shooting the next day. He's like, just, you know, have a couple more drinks, go and then leave whenever you want. Cool. So me and my buddy that we were shooting the video with, we just kept ordering bottles and bottles because they just kept coming. Yeah. And then we just kept bringing other people in the in the booth. And these are like $20,000 a night booths. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we had no business. And then at the end, they're just like, yeah, it's all comp. It's fucking crazy. We must have ordered like... Probably at least another $20,000 worth of shit or $10,000. I would say five. Shit. Oh, okay. Five okay. grand. Yeah. But yeah. Because like bottles at that point are just ridiculously expensive. Right oh, it's crazy. Like, what? Like, and the thing is, I don't even know if we were really asking them to bring them. They just kept bringing them. That's just what they do. Yeah. Right? Like, and then like, I remember we had a bunch of beers and yeah. Anyways, I don't think he had to pay for it. We didn't have to pay for it. So it's all good. We left a big tip. <laughs> we left. Yeah. Crazy. Shit. But yeah, one thing I do want to get into actually, mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned at the beginning, meditation. I also I also meditate a lot. And I think like yeah. it's one of like the best things you can do to just like be like live a more like fulfilling like life. Yeah. Enjoy your like your day. Totally. Uh, how'd you get into meditation? Um, I've always kind of done it, but not like didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. But I've been doing transcendental meditation okay. for years now, which is great. And it's helped me a lot of, as long as, like, you know, like, I had a lot of bad anxiety back in the day and, like, kind of in and out of depression. So, I mean, taking a little bit of, you know, self-care and, and, you know, you know, 40 minutes a day for myself, it's really helped. Yeah. It's 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon. Can't really go into too much detail because it'll kill me, but. Um, oh, yeah, he's a part of a cult. Uh, meditation cult. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They'll meditate me to death. What's the what's what's the name of that? Uh, Transcendental meditation. Trans it, no, it, isn't TM. it like TM? Is that like? But is there like some sort of group that? Because you said that you went and you got a custom program. And um, it wasn't no. It was just like the regular program. You go in, you do the course. It's four days, and then they give you a mantra, and the rest, you know, you could go Damn, meditate okay. with them all over the world. They have centers all over. David Lynch actually, it's the David Lynch Foundation. Oh no way! Yeah, so he's a big advocate of TM. Really? Okay. And what's what's the difference between like transcendental meditation and let's say like regular meditation where you so like my concept of meditation is you let your thoughts flow, you watch them, you try to quiet your mind, but you don't suppress your thoughts, right? You just mm -hmm. watch them, you observe them. What is uh, transcendental or is that is that what transcendental meditation is? Yeah, or is it's it similar. I mean, it's one thing that I'll tell you is I remember Oprah. I don't remember this. I remember my, my instructor telling me this, but Oprah yeah. said transcendental meditation is the only one that's not a chore. Because mm. I can literally do it right here. You just have to close your eyes and have a seat. Yeah. There's no like weird, like not weird stuff, but like <laughs> you don't have to cross your legs yeah, or anything. You yeah. can do it anywhere. Like I do it on planes. I'll, every time I, I fly, I'll, I'll do uh, a meditation during. Yeah. It helps like with the whole jet flight. Leg. No, 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 just 20 minutes. 20 minutes. I don't do it more than 20 minutes. Yeah. No. Yeah, nice. it's just helped me out. I mean, I, there's tons of other stuff out there, Headspace, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I put a lot of people on to just meditation in general. Yeah. And they really. You're the it. you're the guru. 
Not really. I'm just like, you know, I like I like when people are in better moods. Yeah, 100%. It makes yeah. my life way easier. My friends are just tired of hearing me talking about meditation at this point. They're like, yeah, we get it, man. Yeah, no, I'm not like that at all. <laughs> but as soon as I was like, yo, I fucking blah, blah, this, all this, yeah. I'm like, yo, you're spiraling. You should probably like, yeah. maybe not even meditate, just like fucking chill out, take a day off. <laughs> yeah. Because there's yeah. no reason to be all worked up over nothing. Yeah. How do you, how do you find that, that balance between like, uh, pushing hard and like living your life. I'm getting better this year. Yeah. That, yeah. I used to just always be like, I'd be 24 seven. If someone called me at like 11 at night, I'd pick up the call and just, if it was no. a job, I'd just do it. Or like if they needed something, I'd just do it. Now I kind of try to take, you know, time for myself. If, you know, I try to, I love just hanging out in my backyard when it's sunny. Just chilling. Just chilling, you know. I, I I watch a lot more like like movies and you know bike rides that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because before a sweet bike. Yeah, I bought a, I bought a bike a couple weeks ago. Best thing I did. Yeah. Biking is nice. I don't you know I don't actually bike anymore. I used to bike so much. Dude, you know what? Bike around the city. We're in Toronto, and I I love it. Seeing other sides of the spot that I've you know I've lived here for fourteen years on and off, and just. Being able to weave through traffic. I'm not not super fast. I, I cruise a lot, single yeah. speed. But still, like today, I went to you know five different places on my bike. Yeah. Usually, I'm Ubering everywhere. Yeah. Two weeks ago, Ubered fucking like five times a day. My Uber reels, you know, Uber's gonna is rough. have a hit out on me, bro. They probably love you down there. Now, well, now they well, hate they you. They probably hate me. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, fucking. Yeah. Phew, <laughs> Half their business just gone. Done. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Going back to, um, you said you used to live in LA. What was that like? It was cool. Yeah. I mean, I was only there for like four months. But I would, at that time, even when I was doing shows, I'd be doing shows for like, you know, three months on the, or no, a month on the road, I'd go to LA for the week instead of going back to Toronto. So LA was kind of like home base for a while. A lot of my, you know, well, I'm going to go back there soon, but just got to handle stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I bet, it, I bet it's always nice to just, Come back to the city, you know. I love the city. Like, yeah. yeah, it's hard to deal with in the winter now because oh, it's super, super hard. <laughs> I mean, I took like three winters off. I was you know, <sighs> in warm, not off. I was just working yeah, warmer spots. Yeah, like yeah. last year, I did a documentary in Thailand, Cambodia. Um, the year before that, I think it was in LA more so, and I, I just always was able to kind of just figure out how to get out for those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, you know, the year. You thinking you're gonna stay here this winter? I hope not. Yeah. No, I don't think I'm gonna do it. Stay here last winter. It was, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and I grew up. I grew up in Wasaga Beach. You know, like where winters are the worst. torturous. Yeah. So yeah. I I deserve not to have another winter here. <laughs> thirty-two, turning thirty-three. Yeah, honestly, like my dream is to spend the winters in California and my summers here. Yeah. No, that's a. Uh, what do you mean? That's a good dream to have. It's yeah. California dreaming right there. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I think a couple, couple more years should uh, should be doable. Mm-hmm. If I stay hungry, you know. Yeah, everything's everything's doable for sure. Yeah, nothing's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a fantastic place to wrap it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, bro. Thanks for having, having me. you on. Yeah. Well, hopefully Let's you guys enjoyed it. Time. Check out his movie, The Film Student. Yeah, please. It's on Come on. And don't just don't just buy for ten bucks. You know, send me twenty five. Just give him, do him a favor. Just directly, uh, just Look call at me. all this My knowledge he gave you. Yeah.